0: As vegan and plant-based business owners and entrepreneurs, we're often adapting to a new reality. This new podcast series from Vegan Mainstream is an opportunity to help you when it's time to pivot. These interviews will come from inside and outside of our community, and I hope as your host, Stephanie Red Cross West, I can inspire you and give you the tools that you need to move forward. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our next interview. I'm excited about our guest today, not only because I've known Ellen for some years now, and it's always exciting when I get an opportunity to not only chat with Ellen, but just catch up on all the great work um, that she's been doing in the world in general and obviously in our vegan community. So it's really exciting to get that opportunity, but we also have a special guest. We have Troy Funk, and you guys are gonna get really excited about the great work that not only Troy has been doing, but how Troy and Ellen have joined forces together um, as all of us have been you re-looking at our businesses, looking at what we've been doing in 2020. I think Ellen and Troy have such a amazing story about how they've been working together, collaborating together, um, being amazing vegans together. And I'll hold off on some of the other pieces because I think Ellen's going to introduce us to it. Because if you guys know about her amazing books, you know some of those books titles. Um, so we're going to dive into everything we can while we have Ellen and Troy here with us today. So first, let me say welcome, Ellen. Welcome, Troy. Thank
1: you so much, Stephanie, for having us.
0: So before we dive into all the details, I think a lot of our audience loves to just know and see all of the amazing vegans that are out there in the world, the diversity that we bring to the world. So it's great to kind of hear a little bit from just each of you, how long you've been vegan, um, and if there's anything you want to share a little bit about your backstory or how you guys have come together as this amazing vegan powerhouse.
1: So I've been vegan for the better part of 40 years with some serious interruptions when I had children and doctors who said, oh, you're going to cause brain damage if you don't drink whey protein while you're pregnant. Um, We now know, of course, those kinds of things are just totally off the wall and not founded in science at all. Um, But I um, almost died of a colon blockage when I was 28. That was my first venture into it. And then uh, came back to it again when I was working at Smith Barney as a financial consultant, and um, had hemorrhaging fibroid tumors. They wanted to do a hysterectomy. The doctors did, and then I had another doctor who said, "Go back to that vegan diet and call me in the morning." And within three weeks, all signs of menopause, and the, the uh, hysterectomy didn't need to happen. So that was um, really the beginning and uh, of, of my writing. I wrote Eat Vegan on Four Dollars a Day. That was my first book, and started traveling the country on book tour, which is where we met and have had wonderful memories. Um, This week actually was supposed to be Vegan Summerfest, one of the largest vegan events in the country. And with COVID that's all been canceled. So we've had to, uh, Troy and I had connected actually October 19th officially, Um and we had met, we'd known each other over the years. He'd actually come to the Portland Veg Fest, I'll let him tell that story, um, looking for answers for health issues. And we he had uh, uh meetups at his house and I would go off and on and um and I think I'll let you pick up the story from there because that's kind of where it gets really interesting and fun. Okay, Troy. Uh, Well, yeah, I
2: I became vegan about five years ago, really in a quest to just look for answers. I I was married at the time, and my wife had Lyme's disease, and she was very sick. And my son has a called EDS, Ehlers-Danlos syndrome, and he's very sick. And I, so I went to the conference, the EDS conference, and one of the things they they talked about was becoming vegetarian. And I I said I couldn't do it. You know, this was about ten years ago. I, I, I can't. I just can't do it. I can't do it without support. So. As time came on, uh, meetups became more prevalent where you could go into a vegan meetup and you could start finding support groups. So I decided to become vegan and I plugged into the community as much as I could to become vegan. So I I went to different meetups and in that process, I thought, well, I can do a better meetup. The the challenge with these meetups is we're going to restaurants and and we're not collaborating. So I created my own meetup called uh, Vegan Potluck Celebration. Where I had people come to my house, we they bring vegan food, we'd have a campfire, there'd be music, and the idea is just to collaborate with the, the idea that we're all vegan, what's our best practices. So I've I've been on a learning journey to become a better vegan. And of course, as soon as I did that, I heard about this lady right off the bat, you know, someone and she was a celebrity in our town that had written many books, and I admired her right from the from the onslaught of my quest to become vegan, but I really I don't think we actually spoke until we were in Portland <laughs> to say, hi Ellen, I'm I'm Troy from Sarasota. I know you live on Anna Maria and I'm I'm just a vegan and I'm here at this veg fest and you know, I celebrate everything that you're you're doing for our community. So. I
0: love it when that happens, you know what I mean? When you get that final connection or those like final kind of pieces of the puzzle come together. So even though you were in similar areas, similar location, you know what I mean? Like you said, we all see Ellen as one of our celebrities here in the vegan community. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but it's really exciting when you get a chance not only to meet um, just Amazing people like Ellen, but I really love that story that you met in Portland even though um, you know, you were really kind of close together. So I guess bring me to current. Now that you guys you guys met each other, Troy, you were on that quest to get that information. Walk me to, through where are you today? Where are you guys and how are you guys working together and supporting each other today?
2: Yeah, that's a long story. So I'll try to shorten that up. So so basically I've had meetups since Sarasota I've had the vegan potluck celebration meetup. I, tried, I started a, a vegan page that I attempted to start and I was selling t-shirts. And one of the things that I, I loved the most was I volunteered at the farmer's market. There was a stage, there was a booth called organics where they grew, the owners were vegan, they, they, had, they created organic drinks. And so I wanted, I volunteered just to be there on a Saturday just to connect with them and help them sell um, their products, but I, I'm always a. I'm one of my claim to fame is I'm the wheatgrass juicer. So I was the one that was selling the wheatgrass to the people coming in. But um, anyway, so really the What's that?
0: Were you growing the wheatgrass yourself?
2: No, 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 no. I would I juice it. We'd sell it for dollars an ounce, and and uh, but I I would be at the farmers market every Saturday giving out wheatgrass or selling wheatgrass, and I. <laughs> So it was, it was something that I look forward to, but, but it was a commitment to be vegan, to, to, for a, looking for a healthier life. So I, I've known Ellen, and she started coming to my meetups, which was really fun. And when she would come, I would get all excited, and, and I would say, you know, we, at one point we had 40 people at our, in my backyard, and I said, everyone, we have a special guest here today, and I, if you don't mind, Ellen, I'd like you to speak a little bit about Uh, a vegan, your vegan lifestyle and some, some, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself. So when she would come to my space, I would celebrate her and what she's doing and, uh, you know, to kind of of bring our vegan community a little bit closer together. And
1: I always thought when he would do that, that how cool it was that somebody would say all the nice things he would in the introduction and, you know, even feel those things. And I kept thinking, you know, there's really nobody in my personal life who (laughs) has said any of those things. So there was this one meetup back in August, and so I said to Troy, like, if you know anybody who's available and vegan, uh, please send them my way. So we had a discussion about a couple of possibilities, and then nothing happened for two weeks. And finally I messaged him on Facebook and said, so how's my favorite matchmaker? And he goes, uh, well, as a matter of fact, my girlfriend broke up with me. Would (laughs) you like to just go grab dinner as friends? So... um, that lasted about
2: six weeks I think. yeah I resisted I I, <clears throat> I mean I've been married or in a relationship since I was in my 20s and I told Ellen I said I I'm not going into another relationship just just so you know we're gonna only be friends and and you know I I stopped I kept trying to resist that as long as I possibly could and finally I like, I give up. <laughs> this he isn't said, working.
1: He said he wanted to move to California, be a monk. Yeah, you know,
2: I'm not, well, oh not going to go into another relationship. I I got through a divorce and and I'm just, yeah, this is, this is, yeah, I and, just need to be alone for a while. <laughs>
1: and the same for me. I mean, I've had a checkered past as well. And um, the last thing I wanted to do was go in this direction. I was kind of enjoying my freedom And then I was living in this apartment complex and this whole COVID thing started happening. They shut down all the public facilities. We're living pretty close together. And um, it kind of sounded like, well, you know, maybe the police will come if there's something that really breaks out or or not. Um, And so we made the decision at that time that I would move in. And, uh, you know, I was a little scared that it was too much too soon. I think we both were. Um, but in the process, I got my real estate license, you know, well, this was before that. And then, um, we, uh, started studying for it. And then, um, it, when I got my license, it just seemed to make sense that I would join his brokerage and Troy's been in the real estate business here in Sarasota for 36 years almost now. Um, Mm -hmm. so it's, it's like, uh, to have somebody like this as a mentor with my social media presence and getting more to the business part of this. Uh, I had offers from every real estate brokerage in town because you know they Google you and they go, oh my gosh, she has so many connections. And so uh, as I talked to more people, though, it wasn't so much the firm that you go to. It's the kind of fast track education that you get with a mentor, not only through Troy, but other people at our company, Realty One, which is the fastest growing uh, real estate business of its kind. And it's, it's you know they do the hundred percent platform, so you know you're not giving your commission to um, like thirty percent of it to um, uh, the, another broker. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's
2: a real interesting, and Troy can talk
1: more about how that works if you want to hear about that. But
2: um, well, the, what ties it in with with what you do is, is technology. I mean, we're really a technology company, and Ellen's really been plugged in as an author and written all these books and doing the events like what we're doing now. I mean really plugged into the technology piece of it. So I think what's interesting about COVID is it's, I think it's brought a lot of people more together with Zoom and saying, look, I'm looking for information. And that gets back to the point where there was a point that I wouldn't go vegan or vegetarian because I didn't have resources. And now that's no longer an excuse, you know, thanks to you, Stephanie, and, and your education and your support and things that are available, we can actually go online and we can start to create relationships and, and community to, to help support our our quest, because it's hard to go vegan stag. You really need a support system of yeah. some sort to, to keep that momentum going.
0: Yeah, support systems really can make a difference in not only your speed, um, of making that transition, but also you know staying there and really thriving there. So it really makes a difference. And then also having someone like Ellen in your corner in your support system is amazing. And what I really like about your story is we're talking about support on both sides. We're talking about Ellen supporting on the from a vegan standpoint. Um, and then Ellen's work with, you know, from transitioning over to real estate, you're supporting her from a mentoring standpoint in real estate. So I really enjoy this kind of dynamic in your relationship where there's really support on both sides sides. Um, I think that kind of builds, you know, builds some, some great connections and obviously some lasting, um, you know, opportunities. So one thing I just wanted to make sure I unpacked, are you saying that you guys were not together really until COVID started? So with COVID that really brought the relationship together? Is that fair to say or did I misunderstand?
2: No, no, we, we got together pretty quick.
1: <laughs> That's pretty cool.
0: But, we didn't no, we didn't
1: make the decision to move, move uh, for me to move to his place. Move place, uh, Yeah, because it just didn't seem like it was going to be a real safe place to be where I was.
0: Okay. Thing I head up is, up. Is,
2: yeah.
0: You know, when people think about COVID, all the headlines are so gloom and doom. All the headlines are about all the bad things that are happening. And I don't want to. You know, play light of the things that are happening because there are some really tough things that are happening to people out there in the world. But I also love to highlight stories like yours where COVID brings people together, where COVID creates a kind of path where you guys made a decision on, you know, should we come together, should we live together, and how that creates kind of a little bit of happiness in the world. So I really think it's important to highlight that happiness, because I think sometimes we think everything in you know 2020 has been canceled, um, and that's not the case.
1: Well, it certainly does feel that way, at least. you know One of the other amazing things that we found out is that we're both runners and racers. And we actually figured out fairly recently that we had run the same half marathon about four years ago because there was a woman at mile 10 who passed out strawberries.
2: She was so much faster than me that she would (laughs) never see me. (laughs) She was so far in the lead. uh, But it's
1: just so, so wonderful (laughs) to have a partner who is a runner because all of the races have been canceled. I just got a really depressing email from the president of our local running club this morning saying, you know, We just don't know when, if ever, races are coming back because of the state of things. And so, you know, I was, I had placed in 199 5K or longer races for my age group since 2006, just on plans, as I like to say. And I was just on the verge of getting to 200 uh, Mm. when all of this came crashing down, but got a gold medal at the National Senior Games last year. Oh, congratulations. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. And, um... You know so we go running most mornings together and to have that in our own neighborhood which is really all we can do at this point i'm not sure you know it's so easy to give up running you know we'll wake up in the morning and i go are we running today and he goes oh i, I don't want to but run. i will
2: <laughs>
1: and it works in reverse too so inspiring each other i think has just been a great story as you as you say
0: Absolutely, I definitely think it is. We just got a comment where someone says, "You know, support really helps greatly." Um, for some reason, it's not bringing in the username, but you know, I just wanted to recognize. I think it's Georgia um, that's actually making that comment there. Um, let's talk about the business side of things. Let's talk about how has the world changed from you in two parts. Let's talk about real estate, but also, Ellen, let's talk about what you. have been doing, or let's talk about book sales. I mean, being an author of, it's four books, right? Six. Six. Oh my goodness. Six books. Um, You know, a lot of people think about what are they going to do in 2020? What's going to happen in 2020? And I think the fact that you have a little bit of some diverse options at your fingertips, um, you have books that are continuing to sell, even though you aren't able to do the interviews, um, maybe talk about kind of, you know, what, life is like for you from your entrepreneurial hat on, Um, and then also talk a little bit about real estate in general, because when we think about real estate, we think about getting together. We think about going into houses, and with COVID, you know, everyone's a little bit more hesitant in that, and I know a lot of people in the real estate industry have been pivoting, doing things differently in real estate, so maybe we can talk about what some of those differences are and how you've been using your social media presence and so forth to help bridge that gap.
1: Well, you know, certainly Facebook and and Instagram, all social media platforms, uh, YouTube, I've been just trying to do as much as I can um, and just stay active and respond to comments and posts and share and do all the things that we were already doing. But because it seems like more people are online now just to really stay front and center as best I can. On the other hand, you know, we are enjoying our life together. So I've actually unplugged a bit from social media just so we can take our sunset walks along the beach and, you know, social distancing, of course, but doing the things that are important because I think this whole thing has made us realize what is important. And, uh, everybody has a different definition of that. But as far as the books go, um, you know, I mentioned the first one, eat vegan on $4 a day, then kitchen divided, uh, paleo vegan. That's actually still selling like crazy. Uh, it's translated into German by the way, uh, still very well in, in, in Germany. Um, and then, uh, uh, vegan fitness for mortals. That's sort of my whole athletic foray. And, um, then vegan sex was number five. And if that didn't work out, vegan for one is the last book. So, um, you know, I was lucky to co-author with Joel Kahn, who's a cardiologist and, uh, you know, his books are doing very well. He's gotten lots of, you know, he's in different, uh, vegan movies, that kind of thing. So, uh, he's really, um, been a force to help, you know, sell, we've done, um, we did that one book together and then we shared our recipe developer in two of the different books we did. So just being out there and, um, you know, answering questions on the different pages and people tag me a lot in different threads. And I try and jump in and respond that way. You know, all the VegFest, of course, were canceled, which just, yeah. just broke my heart. Troy had been approved by my publisher to actually travel with me this entire next oh,
0: year that would have been
1: great. Well, to help sell books. Yeah. And all of that, we were going to go to Seattle. That was the first city that went down. And, um, you know, some of them did virtual veg fest, but that's kind of stopped now because, you know, there's really no money in that. You've got the vendors, they're not getting the exposure online that they would have gotten in person. So It's just challenging trying to support the different pages uh, in whatever way I can in terms of the book sales. And maybe you want to answer the real estate component other just to say, you know, we're all doing virtual showings and doing as much as we can online. We have some very sophisticated contact management systems. When you go online and look at houses, they all have this feed to lead kind of program where different uh, real estate brokerages uh, and individuals can plug into it. But maybe you want to talk more about that.
2: Yeah, you know it's interesting because our market actually has done extreme has done better with this COVID. We're mm-hmm. in a very really beautiful place in, in Florida and on the West Coast. What's that? Sorry, guess, oh, what trying I, to focus. Yeah. The pictures, pictures in the background are actually our backyard, literally. With you could you, if you could throw far enough, you'd hit the, you'd hear the plunk in the water. I mean we we are we are very really close. We're in an absolutely beautiful place in the world. So. What's interesting with COVID is a lot of people are, are reanalyzing their life, saying, "I don't want to live where I'm living. I want to, you know, I want to live somewhere else." And so, since we're a place of destination, we're actually doing really well. We're, we're our inventory is is at an all-time low right now, and we have a, an abundance of people coming in. So, in some areas, we're seeing a lot of appreciation right now in uh, different parts of our area. So, real estate-wise, we're good.
0: That's good. It's
2: strange as it is, even though it's it's an awkward environment. Yeah.
1: And the kinds of things we're seeing, like um, people are searching for vacant land where they can set up a business. That's right. one of the things well, that yes. I see a lot of, or um, people, especially from the Northeast, they are, want to clear out of the cold and the COVID. You know, those are yeah. the two main things that they cite as, you know, just sell me anything uh, reasonably close to the water. And so it's, it's been real interesting to see that kind of pivot, the way people are reevaluating their lives.
0: And I think that's the interesting thing about how much people are reevaluating their lives. I read this one article where someone said, I can work anywhere. Why do I live here? <laughs> and the idea is, you know, why don't we live in areas that we absolutely love? Um, and, you know, myself being in Florida as well. You know, I, I love the sunshine as well. You know, I'm in central Florida, so I don't get to see those. I just get to see your pictures. <laughs> I don't get to see that in my backyard. I'll over. <laughs> definitely. Actually, I think I'll be coming to visit after COVID for sure. Um, And I hope I get one of those invites to um, the meetups when you get those going again. We did have a quick comment that came in from Cody. Um, She was just talking about how great it is to kind of see a couple and talk about the support system. She had mentioned that she was on her own for the first two years when she was transitioning and how hard it was. And now with her hubby and her kids on board and being involved in the community, she feels so supported. So she just posted that. And I thought we'd we'd share that as well with you.
1: That's great. And, you know, for me, I never had a vegan partner uh, until Troy. And so that it's been such an eye opening experience. I mean, every time I make a meal, he goes, are you sure you really yeah. like cooking? <laughs> I go, Probably. I wrote six cookbooks, dear, this is just so amazing mm-hmm. that you actually like my cooking. This mm-hmm. <laughs> is
0: and that's the thing. It's really interesting. I mean, with my husband, you know, when we got together, he wasn't um, vegan. And then he made the commitment um, for me. But what's so much fun now is when we go shopping, he's finding things on the shelves. Because, you know, I'm going in like tactical. I'm like, I'm getting this, I'm getting this, I'm getting this. No, well, when we used to do a lot of grocery shopping. Um, and he would explore and be like, hey, there's this new vegan cookie dough. Hey, there's this new this and that. And it's really fun when you do have a, if you're lucky enough, to have a vegan partner, um, it really can make a difference because you get to share in not just the cooking, but the exploration and the fun of all the great products that are coming out. Right. So talk to me a little bit about what's next. What's next for you guys for the rest of 2020? Do you have any big plans? Do you have anything that you're thinking about how you want your, you know, the second half of 2020 to be? I think for a lot of people, we've gone through the, the shock of everything that's happened this year. So what I've been talking with a lot of people about is now that we know this may be a difficult year, that this is not going to just go away. Um, a lot of us are talking about, you know, what do we want our 2020 to be like? What do we want to remember 2020 um, um, by not just the the things that happen to us, but maybe some of the great things that we either are planning to do, great things we're doing, either personal development um, or anything like that. So I don't know if there's anything you have to share or anything you've been thinking about as far as your second half 2020 goals.
1: Well, for me, uh, it's just to knock the cover off the ball and support Troy as much as I can in uh, his dream to really just be... Um, I don't want to say selling this place because it sells itself, but Mm -hmm. to find help people find their dream homes in a dream location. We, uh, you know, we live about two minutes from the water. And so after work, we will just hop on over either to the Bay or hop in the car for like a 10 minute drive to get to the Gulf. And the most heavenly thing in the world is just being able to jump in the water, float on our backs. And, and then we, then we take a walk and watch sunset. Um, Mm -hmm. And we both have said during these times where, you know, we had had plans to travel all over the country this year, and we both recognize that there's no other place that we want to be or live at this point. So I think just um, helping to continue the business thriving and to match people up with their perfect connections, you know, that's my personal goal, Um, and to still contribute to helping vegans find each other and connect with each other um, in ways that maybe we can't physically do it. But certainly we'd love to grow the vegan community in Sarasota, which thanks to Troy um, and all of his efforts here was already wonderful and thriving and, and lots of um, people who were committed to the cause. So that's it for me.
2: Yeah, I no, know I, I value that greatly. I mean, we are fortunate to be in an area where a lot of people want to live. So our I think our need is to be right here right now Ideally, I, I like the. I was a hostel hopper. I'd like to go to hospitals and travel California and see all the different things. And that's not going to happen anytime soon. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's heartbreaking. And then I, I think, well, if I live somewhere else, I don't know where else I'd want to live. You know, I, this is certainly a beautiful place and we have a lot of people coming into our area. So there's a need for us to be here right now and serve those that want, want that.
0: Perfect. Now, I've gotten a lot of comments about the relationship. Everyone's really fired up and excited about the relationship. Um, We've had a comment about relationship goals. So I don't know, as we're kind of wrapping up our session today, if you have any advice for anyone out there that is either, especially in this environment where a lot of us are together together, maybe together with people for a more extended period of time than we've ever been before. Um, So we're working on those relationships or building relationships or repairing relationships. Do you guys have any recommendations for anyone out there as far as, you know, building and creating a lasting and wonderful relationship?
1: Well, if people are looking for the how-tos part of it, uh, I recommend um, Veg Love. That's Karen Charbonneau's site. She's been trying to do vegan matchmaking and all that forever in different ways. She's just kind of reinvents herself from time to time and has different things going on and has really, I think, adapted well uh, to the need for people to connect online. And so I just be, I've just i been on her page just uh, and have been very impressed by what she does. She also interviewed us to um,
0: and she's great. I mean, she's a really great friend of mine, and you know, right. I love it when she got coined Vegan Cupid. I was like, "Oh, go girl!" That's- <laughs> so I, I just, yeah. love it. I'm glad right. you mentioned her. Exactly right. And um, but just you know,
1: for me, it was like just kind of letting it go and not being so. Um, I mean, even though I asked Troy for some referrals, it was just kind of this offhand, like if you know anybody, great. If not, you know, I'll, I'll be a spinster all my life. I'm good with that. Um, And, you know, just more time I can throw myself into my work, which, you know, is one of the things that so many of us do um, just to kind of avoid being in a relationship or sometimes the problems of a relationship. So I, I guess the only thing is just to kind of let it flow naturally. I mean, we met because of our common interest and being vegan. It was something I always wanted to have in a partner and just, you know, kept writing books, <laughs> you know, like Kitchen Divided was when I was with somebody who wasn't, and I just kept trying new things, new recipes, and that work in there. I mean, a lot of people do live with non-vegan partners, and I get how, you know, some people can manage it fine, um, but for me, the more I got involved in the movement, it's like, oh, it's just exhausting, and to find somebody who's self-taught, oof, just, just yeah. so lucky,
0: very yeah, lucky. I took the initiative and so forth, that's really... Right amazing. And it's great to hear and sure, It's a good inspiration. I think even story for people to hear when you you're self-taught and you take that initiative, um, to, to find and seek out the answers. That's mm-hmm. the other thing that I thought was, um, great about your story as well. So
2: yeah, friends first, I think that's, that's the big key for me. I, obviously a lot of people want a relationship, but it's funny. My mom has this thing that says, do you want to be alone or be with somebody and wish you were alone? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the idea that, you know, it, Make sure that who you're with is somebody that you you like first. I think that's the most important thing, foundation-wise.
0: Yeah. No, I think it's really good advice because I think people forget that. They get caught in the glitz and the glamour and the fun, it sounds like, of a relationship. But you really do need some of those like baseline foundation things that you have in common, that friendship piece where you have that respect, you know what I mean, that you want to be in each other's corner, help each other, pick each other up. So I think that stuff is just, it's just great.
1: And I must say, you know, Troy, even though he started out saying we were going to be just friends, he started taking me to these rooftop restaurants where we would go to get a drink or something. We went to the Ritz one time and didn't order anything. (laughs) We just kind of sat there. So I would suggest, I mean, we probably wouldn't do that now, but, you know, going to places where you can social distance and still feel like, you know, you have a relationship um, in, in process. Uh, Because I think it's easy to stay at home and just kind of get kind of stuck and and depressed and remembering, you know, if nothing else, remembering the good times, of course. But yeah, he was quite the master of um, going to all these places. And I'm going like to myself, are we just friends? I mean, do you take a friend (laughs) to these kinds of places? But I didn't say a word. I just, you know, kind of let it unfold and see where it went.
0: Just not have an agenda, I think. I think that's really great. There's a quick question. Did you find it made your relationship stronger by being friends um, at first?
2: Absolutely. 1000%. Yeah. 1000%. I think that's been a challenge for me because it's um, I've gone online. I've met, I've been in relationships that way in the past and I don't know. This is different. You know, this is a different situation where we, we were friends for years before we became more than friends.
1: Yeah, there was such a feeling of admiration on my part for what he had done in the business community and certainly what he had done in the vegan universe here. It's like, wow, just what a cool person. And I mean, I had that feeling every time I would go to one of these meetups, like, you know, our community really thrives and needs somebody like that who can um, pull it all together, and, and he was certainly doing that. And, you know, to be a part of his life, it's like, wow. I mean, I I wake up every morning. It's like, oh, this is just so It's Always an adventure. (laughs) That's for sure.
0: (laughs) Oh, that is so wonderful. I think our audience has really enjoyed um, not just hearing about what you're doing, not just hearing about your backstory, but also hearing about your relationship. I hope I didn't put you too much on the spot as we um, dug into that a little bit. But I think it's a really inspirational story.
1: One thing I just want to add before we close, Stephanie, is um,
0: I have heard from some people
1: who are almost, uh, I don't know, I guess for no uh, lack of a better word, just angry that I have they feel like I've abandoned my vegan book roots or my vegan message to do real estate. And I think it's just so important to understand that we are all doing the very best we can. I mean, I was never, as I think you know, making a whole lot of money on a book tour. Uh, Most of us were in it for love, unless we were a doctor or a dietician and had some kind of practice. Uh, My publisher always said, you know, your books are your calling card. Never expect to make money at it. So at this point, you know, that was 2011 when I started, and it just seemed like a good time to really – Plug into something that might actually make some money. And um, I hope people aren't too, I hope people understand that many of us are forced with these kinds of decisions now as to how we move forward.
0: Absolutely. And I think we all have to make some of those decisions. And I think as a community, we should support each other. We should support each other through these because as we get to know each other over years, We're all going to kind of walk different journeys, different paths, and so forth. And I think the idea is that we're supposed to support each other. And also, you know, this path and journey that you're on has not only blossomed into an amazing relationship. It allows you to introduce, network, get to know people. Um, The more, even as I coach people myself on running businesses, how important it is to become financially sound so you can do more of your passion projects. Um, I really think um, that I hope, as you said, people that are watching, people are listening, they understand that dynamic and understand by you making some of these choices, it even potentially enables you to do more in the future. Absolutely. Perfect. Anything else, Troy, that you want to share? Anything that we missed today?
2: No, thank you, Stephanie, for bringing this information out there. Again, awareness is a lot. And uh, I look backwards and I I wish this had been more prevalent back when I first started seeking uh, the journey to become vegan.
0: Perfect. Well, let's hope someone out there maybe is listening and heard your story and it helped them as well, I'm sure. Um, you're inspiring them um, as people are listening um, to these sessions. So once again, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for answering all my questions. I know I was all over the map today. It's just so much fun. You know, we have more of a dynamic, I think, discussion, um, and I think our comments um, actually show that people really appreciate it. So thank you once again for joining me. Thank you, everyone who watched us live. If you are watching this um, as a replay, always post your questions. We will respond to them as well, or even pass them over to Troy and Ellen. And if you're listening to this on our podcast, um, you can either post questions if you're on our site. Otherwise, you can always shoot us an email, and we'll make sure you are... taken care of. So thank you everyone for joining. Thank you so much, Ellen and Joy. And we're going to sign off now. Thank you, Stephanie. Thank you.